0: Welcome to Cruxcast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe.
1: Hi, my name is Warren Rain. I'm president and CEO of Golden Minerals Company. And we're here to talk about our, our excellent quarter of production at Rodeo Mine and our path forward um, as a profitable mining company. So I'm, I'm pleased to be here today with uh, Matthew. Um, let's take it over from here.
0: Okay. Well, like, um, good. To see, we we've followed this story because it's been an interesting one. Yeah, it's not a natural sort of straight line through to uh, the end game here. It's uh, it seems like there are multi- multiple and variable parts. It's a kind of stepping stones to where you need to be. So I want to kind of remind people of that in a second. But I, talk to me about the macro at the at the moment, Warren, because the gold market has. Okay, we've had. a Two or three days of you know rising price, but it's been moving sideways for the last two three months. Gold bugs are a little bit quiet at the moment. What's happening out there?
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. I think there's a lot of uncertainty still, and and that's the the big part here. Um, you know, we 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 have the inflationary backdrop, um, but it hasn't been a, a consistent picture, and and there's a variety of opinions out there. You know, in my view, um, you know. A lot of investors are waiting to see exactly how the Fed reacts to this um, and what it will really mean in terms of the interest rate and therefore, you know, the rise or fall of the price of gold. Personally, I'm very bullish on the gold price, and and I am, you know, very much in the camp with, um, you know, with with the the big banks thinking that we'll see two thousand dollar gold toward the end of the year again as a result of the inflationary pressures, you know, before interest rates get too high. So that's that's my my feeling about where we are. So it's a waiting period and we just haven't caught up. The investor uh, community hasn't caught up with the exact fundamentals and there's that uncertainty from the Fed side. It's kind of interesting.
0: There's so much conflicting information out there. You've got a UBS saying, uh, step away from Gold. It's going to go back down to sixteen 1600. You've got Goldman's going, <laughs> it's going to 2000. Those are two pretty bright sets of people with you know contrary views contrary views about what's happening, using the same data, but ending up in different points. Do you care if it goes down to 1600
1: um, No, we're fine. We're fine at 1600 at Rodeo. You know, we have a huge margin. Uh, we're producing gold for about $900 an ounce uh, now. Uh, we think we can reduce those prices on a per ounce basis. You now we, We've just now gotten to steady state in the second quarter of this year you know, after a very successful ramp-up And we'll continue to optimize. So I'm not worried about $1,600 gold. If it does get to $1,600, it will be uh, transitory, temporary. And I'm very confident that we'll see higher prices going forward, given the inflationary pressures and the huge amount of cash that's out there free in the world. Okay. Well, this brings us nicely on.
0: and I know that your, your studies have been done at 1600, certainly on Rodeo, and I think at something like 13.5 thir- for um, Valadania. But let's just remind people of the strategy here. I gave re- I gave uh, reference to earlier, I said, it's not an almost kind of straight line <laughs> process. It's not, you know, one asset, one jurisdiction, you, you go from exploration through to production. You've got a portfolio of projects, Rodeo, it's a two-year life of mine, right? But that's the
1: first one you're targeting. Why is that? Remind us. So, so the beauty of rodeo was the very low capital cost to start, and and it's it's incredibly rare to find a project that you can start for a million dollars US, um, and that's what we did. You know, a million, million and a half uh, spent to get started. We broke even in the first quarter. We made money in the second quarter. We'll be profitable as a company based on this mine's production this year. Now, that's incredibly rare. It's very important and it gives us the the potential to produce the cash without going back to markets for additional equity funding. That lets us continue our exploration strategy with our multiple assets, as you mentioned, Matthew, and get Velardeña, the bigger prize, into production, hopefully late this year, early next, without going into debt, getting another dilutive capital raise. And that's hugely important for the company and for the shareholders.
0: Okay, but to your life of mine on Rodeo, what are you going to do about it?
1: Yeah, so we're, we're exploring right now. We can expand it. We know we can. We know there's more there. Um, it's a matter of doing the drilling, the detailed drilling that we have to do to get to that point. So we started you know, with a single core rig in March this year. It was slow going. Frankly, it's silicified rock. It's very hard. It takes quite a bit of time to drill a single hole. We just brought in a reverse circulation rig, drills 5 times faster, We'll get this data in a hurry. Now that we don't need the structural information, we can avoid, uh, you know, we don't have to do everything in core. We can use the, the reverse circulation drilling, which gives us, you know, drill chips instead of core and just get the assays. And that's enough data for us going forward. So we're still a couple of months away from actually getting the resource, you know, increased resource uh, uh, out there to understand it and see how much we might be able to expand the, the mine. But I'm confident that we will. Um, indications are from the first batch of results we published in June that we had good results on structures parallel on either side of the the current open pit, and I'm confident we'll continue. So a couple of months down the road, we'll know know how much more mine life we can get out of Rodeo. But frankly, um, you know we have enough cash flow from Rodeo in the current mine life at two and a half years from startup to get us going at Bellardania.
0: Okay, and, see, and that's great. Okay, so you're looking to expand the resource there, extend the life of mine, and therefore the kind of revenue potential that you're going to have. So what's that money being used for? When you say we're going to use it to develop uh, and but you're also saying potentially get into production this year, potentially early next year at Valordania, what have you yet got to do to enable yourself to get into production?
1: Yeah, so there's always a working capital startup cost of, of bringing a mine into operation because you, know, you start spending money before you get uh, money back from selling concentrates, and it's a perhaps a two to three month lag period depending on how you have your sales uh, organized. So that's part of it. Uh, you know, working capital. There's some development cost. We don't need it right away in the underground development at Velardania because we are in. Stoped, stoping areas right now with the current development, but for steady state for the life of mine, you have to have continuing development as you mine. So that's an additional cost. But the bigger part of the picture is to uh, pay for the biooxidation process plant that we want to build. So that's what we're doing now. We're doing the final testing on that to get the engineering specs so we can have the construction design for that plant. We estimated at first it would cost about six million to build over the course of next year. Um, so we're getting that detail, and then once we have that uh, at a feasibility level, you know, we'll make the decision to go or not go. So it's about ten million dollars that we'll need to get comfortably going on Bellardania um, with the biooxidation plant built. But we can spend that over the course of next year and fund it internally from Rodeo and from the uh, lead zinc silver sales of concentrates from Velardania itself while we wait for the gold portion that's what we get out of the biooxidation plant okay so th- this so this,
0: this story's been this story has been about the biooxidation solution for the last few years people are waiting for you to say right we've cracked the coat. have you cracked the coat? because you got to get that balance between you know you know th- throughput um and recovery rates and, and so forth. So When, when can you sort of come back to us and say, do you know what, we're at a point
1: where we think we're comfortable with what this solution is going to give us? Um, I think we're comfortable now at, at the general aspects of the solution. I'm now looking for details. You know, I, I want you know a very specific cost estimate you know, we have a general cost estimate. I want to know, you know plus or minus a half a million bucks what it's going to cost, not plus or minus more. So that's important to me. Um, I want to know you know the size of tanks that we have to build, you know, how much residence time in the biox station circuit we need, because that actually de- determines the cost of the of the biox plant. So we know this is the way to go forward. What we're just trying to detail here are you know those details of how to build it, what the sizes have to be, and a much more precise cost of the plant, and that's what we'll have late this year. You know, from our ongoing work with Uditech in uh, South Africa.
0: Right, and th- this this kind of optimization process you're going through. I mean, you're saying you'll be where you need to be at the end of this year, or will it take a little bit more time to actually iron out those last few percentage uh, points?
1: yeah it, always when you're working with third party providers, especially in in the current world environment, there's been delays. Uh, so it could be early next year. Now, I had been planning late this year for quite some time now. It could slip over, Matthew, you're absolutely right. Uh, but anyway, we'll'll we'll, I, I still expect to have the go no-go decision on Velardania itself producing the lead zinc, silver concentrates. Without needing the biox plant, and show that that is a profitable opportunity for the company, while we build the biox plant. So that brings that whole startup operation one year forward to our initial planning, which we thought would probably be 2023 with biox plant complete. So we can operate and make additional funds from Bellardania in the meantime. So that's that's what my vision is now. And that's what we're working for.
0: Okay, so the, the, the feasibility study on the Biox design will allow you to make a um, production decision, and at that point, we we will understand the economics, or will the will they, or will it be come out with a feasibility when you announce that?
1: In terms of well, the, like, because you, you got know, you got to nail e- down the, the numbers, will right? A lot. Yeah, we want to nail down those numbers, and that should be late this year, early next. When we have that that absolutely nailed down. What the biox will cost and and what the results will be, we have a very good idea of what it looks like now based on our previous two studies. But I want you know the fine details, frankly. Yeah. Um, so there's no surprises. Okay, and I mean
0: based based on the previous studies, I mean what, what sort of numbers are we talking about coming in? Because there's obviously a much bigger project, longer life of mine than rodeo. Um, so what sort of quantum's are we talking about? What time of timelines we talking about in terms of life of mine?
1: Yeah. So based on the, the the PEA that was published in 2020, uh, which is the basis for most of this discussion, <clears throat> you know, we know that uh, Velardania can produce about uh, two million ounces of silver per year, um, ounces equivalent because half of that's in gold and half that's in silver. Um, and I'm not talking about the lead and zinc, which is additional product that does have an economic benefit, but it's minor. So that that two million uh, ounces equivalent of silver. Is produced at somewhere less than $10 per silver ounce. So you can see right there, given a $23 per ounce silver price, that we have a very nice margin and a more significant net cash flow stream from Vellardania in the full operational um, possibility than we have at Rodeo. Now, about half of that is what we can produce without the biox plant. So still, that's still, you know, plus 10 million a year in net cash flow from the lead zinc silver sales, according to the PEA results that we had from last year. So a very nice start. And then we double that once we have the biox portion in place and operating correctly. So what the biox does for us, it gives us that 90% recovery of gold, which we otherwise don't have. That's that's the advantage and, and additional silver as well. So how, how
0: quick is that payback on all of that capex and that that outlay that you're going to have to put in place?
1: It's about a one year payback, Matthew. It's really fast, right? Or, or even a little bit less, frankly, you know, because if we're making twenty million, you know, once it's up and running, twenty million net cash flow from the operation it only cost us ten to get it up and running. Um, you know, half a year. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Fast. So so. Uh, like we we've had enough
0: conversations in the past we've talked about business plans and strategies and team and you know the the the, the process itself so i don't want to cover old ground there but um perhaps because we're a little bit further advanced um what are you going to do with the rest of the portfolio if you can get valadenia right if you can get this cash What's the timing on those things? What are the options that you've got? Because Obviously, El quavar is the sort of number 3 on, on, in terms of priority, always with the conversations around. Is that still the case? What about the rest of the projects?
1: Um, it, it is. No, El Quayvar is it's in barrack hands right now because of the option we have with them and they're still advancing the project and very keen on it. Um, they're still looking for that huge Gold deposit that they think is there. Uh, we expect to see them move into a drill stage uh, perhaps next year. They have plenty of time to do what they need to do. The beauty there is that we still have the value there. We'll get it back if they don't find what they're looking for. and If they do find what they're looking for, well, the world is our oyster as it were. Um, And and The other projects that we have, uh, both in Mexico and in Argentina, are are very interesting in their own right. The Yoquivo district in Mexico is a district where we we released uh, first pass drill results in January of last year we're planning to go back and follow up on that. There are very interesting results in an epithermal gold vein system, you know, very high grades um, and, and in a new, a new series of veins parallel to the existing ones. So we will drill there later this year. I've had to delay that a bit based on the extended drilling at Rodeo and based on a contract uh, situation in Argentina where we needed to drill another project that we've had there, Cerita Este. Which is adjacent to First Quantum's Taka Taka giant Copper deposit with a very interesting you know, Copper prospect and a high sulfidation Gold-Silver prospect. We're drilling there now. We'll continue to advance our, our opportunities through exploration as we can afford it. and Given the cash flow we have now, we can, you know, without having to go to the market for funding just specifically for that, for equity funding. So I think you know that's that's the beauty of having this cash flow and having a very interesting portfolio of projects, both in Mexico and Argentina, that we can move forward, you know, without going back to the market.
0: It's going to be interesting, actually, when when the kind of gold market does recover, gold price does recover, and the gold market does re- recover, how people view you, because like I said, it's it's a seemingly complicated, multifaceted story, but the reality is you've gone from. You know, you've gone through exploration, discovery, and into production, which is no mean feat, in, in, in the sense that you know. So the project has, uh, you know, you, you, you've developed it, produced uh, produced gold now. actually we we saw the numbers announced um, in, in July, gold and silver numbers. Do you, I mean? Do you think people should appreciate that component? Because we have a lot of companies come on and talk to us about their exploration hopes and dreams, but they don't actually go anywhere. Usually.
1: <laughs> the reality of actually being in production is, is fantastic for the company. And as you point out, it's, it's not an easy feat to do, especially at a low capital spend. That was the beauty of Rodeo. And I think it is underappreciated. Now, we've actually done exactly what we said we would do, and we're continuing to do so. So I, in my view, you know, we are underappreciated. The value of Rodeo, even though it's a fairly short mine life, is that it gives us the cash to do these other things without the extremely dilutive capital raises. So that's that's the beauty. And and the, the Rodeo operation itself has been ticking along perfectly. You know, we've had basically no problems whatsoever once we had that mill up and running to full capacity at the end of April we've exceeded our process uh, process estimations on a daily basis we had planned 450 tons per day we uh, produced uh, ran through the mill at 550 tons per day through uh, May and June so you know significantly over initial estimations and that let us beat production metrics basically. so we we've we've been we've been doing very very well on that on that end. And um, you know, I think it is a bit underappreciated. You know, we're spot-on target for our gold produ- production uh, estimates for the year, uh, which will translate to the profitability that we had been talking about for the company for the year as well, giving us the opportunity to advance the other projects as we're talking about Matthew. So it, it's um, you know it looks complicated, but you know we're doing we're executing perfectly on it. Um, I think it's going very well for the company. And I do think we should be appreciated a bit more than we are.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.